All right. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna get this right now. Now, now we've already we've already dug the hole too deep. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. One and done. Boom, boom, boom. Would you rather get shot in the head or five times in the chest? <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost we're almost there to five times shot in the chest. Take four. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 153 of Stream Thought. And we start off with a frustration that I've had for a couple of weeks now, and it relates to my car. What do I do about it? You'll have to listen and find out. And then we talk about durability of everyday appliances. Do they work now better than they did before? You know, it's a conversation that both Victor and I have very strong opinions about. So with that, we'll keep it brief. And with episode number 153 in the books, as always, we hope you enjoy. I was on... <laughs> I was on Hinge. Uh-huh. And there's this... I was going to send a like and I was in the middle of saying something and then I look at my phone and all of a sudden it's like spinning like make the I the icon is making like the loading sign like and then this other girl pops up I'm like what the fuck just happened did I accidentally did I I don't know if I sent the like or if I hit the x or it, I don't know but she was cute and you were distracted well I yeah I would yeah. I'm just going to end it right there. Yeah, I was distracted. Thank you for the uh, episodes, finally. Can I? I was just... What? No, go on. Go on. No. Continue. I was setting up, getting ready, and then I was like, wait a minute. I'm also missing 151. And so I thought, hell no. I have sent countless emails, text messages. First it was, I'm missing these two episodes, and then I'm missing another two episodes, and now there's a fifth. I'm like, no, I'm I'm drawing the line. I will not start this until I get all five of those. That's fair enough. You know, you know why I said that's so adorable. Why? Because because you thought I was a kid throwing a tantrum. No, I think that that was a totally adequate request that you had for me to send you the missing episodes. <laughs> that was fair. I completely agree with that. However, yeah, you want to know how I got those episodes? Podbean. I- I directly downloaded them from our host site. I was just like, okay, well, I mean, you could have done that yourself, but I guess moral vindication, See, perhaps? I thought about that for a moment. I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I could look, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just going to make Rick That is it. fair enough. You have always been very responsible when it comes to sending me the, <laughs> the, the finalized draft. So I, I hold no ill will towards that. I just thought Good. that was very funny. That it's Because like, I wasn't sure how you were going to take it. I, I could see you being like all pissed off, <laughs> like maybe you were time sensitive on something you had going on this afternoon, and you have everything timed out where you'd record the episode, it'd be done, then you go on to something else. And so when you didn't respond right away, and then when I saw the text bubbles, and then I saw the text bubbles disappear, I was like, uh-oh. Well, I'm still holding my ground. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that uh, hey, man, I feel as though that is that is part of our mutual relationship. I am more than but happy it's really to funny acquiesce. That you, we both... It's really funny that you got the episodes from Podbean. <laughs> I was like, well, because some of them were saved on the um the PC at the office and I'm like, okay, so I don't have I have access to some of them. I haven't done a very good job at categorizing it the same way that I did with the uh, drywall doctor and so everything is mm-hmm. just kind of everywhere in so many different locations. I'm like, okay, so he just wants the MP3 finalized files. 
easy way to get that. Just download it straight from Podbean and send it off. Um, make his life easier. And considering that I didn't, I mean, you've been pestering me about this for like two months now. So I, uh, I felt, I felt an obligation in that regard. So I, I hold no ill will in that regard. I was going to say, I wasn't sure how you had them saved, how I thought maybe some of them would be on one computer, some of them on another. And I thought maybe if you just happened to be at the office and you'd be like, well, they're at the computer at my home. Then I'd be like, well, it looks like you're going back home. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Good. So that's that's Good. basically Good. what it was. But you know, we got it. We got it sorted out. We are we are problem solvers in whatever way that might take. So how did the rest of your day go from uh, from the last time that we spoke after the whole Walgreens fiasco? How did the rest of your day turn out? I wouldn't call it a Walgreens fiasco. So just as a recap, give what you oh, remember. Yeah. So from... so recap. You were at the office, and then there was a severe thunderstorm slash tornado warning, and you were delayed in leaving the office. You get to Walgreens because you had to buy something. I don't know. You leave Walgreens, but then your brother's like, hey, I need a 12-pack of soda. So you go back, and then when you had gone back was when it was rush hour, and you waited in line for 20, 25 minutes just to buy a 12-pack of soda. So the tor- the tornado was actually a separate day. And by the way, I don't know oh, if I, I, I had mentioned day. this to you in the – no, no, they were separate days. I guess, yeah, if there's a tornado, you're not really worrying about going to Walgreens. Oh, hell no. But... Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> it was crazy, because I, I don't know if I remember mentioning this last time, but, like, my mom and I were, like, booking it down every street, going probably about 10 miles over the speed limit as the clouds were moving in, and they had a map of, there were 14 tornado touchdowns. They called it an inland hurricane. The wind was so intense that it created all of these cyclone features that uh, was all around the whole suburbs of Chicago. Like, that that was this whole map of 14 different touchdowns. And to see some of these massive trees just ripped up from the ground uh, the day afterwards. And the one that happened in Lombard, where, the, where my mom's work is, that the touchdown was at... Oh, gosh, it was 341. We left the office at 329. We missed it by probably about five minutes or so when it touched down and ripped trees out of the ground. We were within literally minutes of that cyclone just hitting the ground and creating mass devastation, which, by the way, is still nowhere even close to being picked up. Plus, we have the suburbs have, like, stick pickup. So you've got... You've got trees yeah. You mentioned that all of the sticks and, and branches that people cut down are all over the place. It's still all over the place. So yeah, the the whole the whole Walgreens thing was was the following day. So that that was not <laughs> that was not the same thing. But yeah, I uh, I have been having this constant problem, and part of the reason why I wasn't able to record with you earlier is that I believe that I'd mentioned to you that I was having issues with my car door. No, I had never heard about that. That was the next question I had for you. Right. Okay. So since I hadn't mentioned this, so I've got my, I've got my old Bessie, uh, 2006 Hyundai Sonata, 210,000 miles at this point, about ish. Okay. And it has been super reliable, but over the past couple of weeks, something happened to the door where a door handle is supposed to work like a door handle in a car. You open it, whatever. 
apparently something happened, something broke inside of the car door. And so when I opened it one day, the bottom of the handle ended up shoving out and it created, it's really kind of hard to explain verbally, but it was, it was like half in, it still worked. It still worked to open the door, but it was loose. You could tell something had broken loose and I see. So there wasn't like, was there not as much resistance when you're pulling on the car door handle? It was more than that. It was, you could, you could jiggle it. You could jiggle the handle itself. And Uh, it was at, it was at probably like a 35 degree angle from the, from where it should be parallel to the, the door. And so it was, so here I had to like be pushing the handle in, like manually holding the handle in and then pulling the, the handle to open the door in order to make the, the car door work every time I ex- entered and exited. And so I had my brother take a look at it uh, about a week ago. And he was like, oh, you know, uh, maybe maybe we can just jiggle it back in there. And after probably 10 minutes of just looking at it and fiddling around trying to get the... There were some coils sticking out and random crap like that. And it, it wasn't working. And he said, uh, so I think we have to take out the entire door panel. And that was something... Oh, for fuck's sake i was really hoping that it could be something i just like jam it back into place and it would work yeah i mean ideally that's how it should work and so finally today because yesterday i had to go to the office to help my mom do a digital meeting setup story for later in the episode so today we finally had a chance to take off the the door the or the um the panel of the inside of the door. Have you ever done something like that? Manually unscrew no. the screws of your panel, disconnect all the various wires. I've never done anything like that in relation to a vehicle. I me neither. This was the first time. So I had no idea what to expect. And I was kind of getting a little over eager. And here, my brother who has taken apart so many different cars that just like, okay, well, he knows what he's doing. I'm I'm gonna trust him in the moment. He he knows his stuff, and here I'm getting a little eager trying to some you know we get the screws out, start trying to pull it out, figure out the way to take the the door panel off, and he's like, Don't, go slower, go slower." And so he was very um he was very upset at the fact that I was a, a noob when it came to car stuff and was trying to do stuff while he was figuring out the logistics. So we end up taking the car panel door off, and underneath there's wires that connect the the windows, the automatic windows. They connect the speakers. They connect the the fact that you just mentioned that there's wires. I'm just like, wait, what? That didn't even cross my mind that there would be wires in the door. Oh, bro, there were so many. Fun- I'm already happy that it's not me that's taking apart the door. Four of them. There were four four separate sets of wires that did various different things, from auto lock to windows to mute to audio, et cetera, et cetera. So there were four of those that we had to. Uh, luckily, it was both of us there, so I was able to like hold the panel as he was able to disconnect them and so we get everything off and are able to finally knock loose it is such a complicated thing for those that have not actually taken apart a car door to see how the mechanisms work to like lock the car to for old old school models i'm sure everything now is kind of electronic but for the like 2006 hyundai sonata there's like little wires and gears and stuff that open the door close the door I uh, locked the door. There, there's all these different things that I didn't realize existed or were as simple of mechanisms as they were. And so here I've got, uh, we finally get the panel off and I 
in my infinite wisdom start jiggling the the handle and it just pops off. It just falls down. And my brother takes a look at it. He's like, oh my God, the underlying plastic that was holding everything in place had broken. It was, it was just shattered in a bunch of different places. And he looked at that. He's like, this car, I mean, this was a car that spent years in Florida under intense heat, plus being in Chicago during intense heat. And he's like, these are all plastic parts. Of course, they're going to break. Of course, over time, you know, it's not it's not right. meant to sustain 100 plus degree days, multiple days in a row. So it's going to become more fragile and breakable. Plus, not to mention going up to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we're dealing with and then it's negative, negative 40, 40 <laughs> temperatures. So it's got this massive fluctuation of like 200 degrees. And he's like, yeah, it just it's not meant to be in those conditions. And so, so here we are with, as I'm disconnecting the, the handle, all these parts and little screws and all the, the wires and the, the springs, the springs just pop loose. And so we're trying to collect them off the the gravel ground that our driveway is on. And he, uh, Robert takes probably about 15 minutes to look at it. And after about 15 minutes, he's like, nope, it's broken. Um, my best recommendation is that you should just leave the panel off and use the, use that little pull mechanism to open up the door. If you want to leave the car, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously? Like that's, that's the best solution that you have is for me to be riding without a car panel. What it would have looked like without the, the car panel You know panel what? Door. When I see piece of shit cars, I think to myself, how did they become this? Because at one point they were brand new and they looked amazing. What happened over the course of this vehicle's life that led it to have rust all over the place or shit all over the all Wires over the car, exposed like everywhere. Wrap, yeah. You know, cushion or upholstery ripped up, cracked plastic on the deck, like everything. You know, this is uh, the beginning of the end. For Bessie, it sounds like. And so, well, okay. <laughs> so my brother ended up going back inside. He found that there were a couple of replacements that he had seen on online for a 2006 Hyundai Sonata door handle that we could literally just insert and it would be fine. It would work. And here I am. I'm like, I haven't had a chance to try and experiment with because I'm very good at making things work the way that they originally should have it just takes a little bit of creativity and jerry-rigging and uh polish nature but he says something that's so fucking racist or anti-semitic right he's like don't be jewish just leave the car door off <laughs> leave the car door off and order a new one don't be jewish and try to make it work <laughs> i'm like okay i'm not gonna i'm not going to comment on that but yeah i mean i i didn't disagree with him that it would have been easier just to make it work but at the same time, <laughs> your brother's. Oh he says gosh. that sort of shit all the time. Your brother's a character. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, I'm just like, you know what? Leave it to me. I like, let me, let me explore it, experiment with it, try and figure out how the whole mechanic of the car door actually works. Maybe I can make something happen. And so he goes inside and I have probably about 25 minutes of just fiddling around with all the different gears, with all the different springs, with all the different mechanics that are going into there. And eventually I realize what the problem is, and it is the fact that the plastic did break underneath the, the door handle, and so the spring that's supposed to 
make it easy to open and close the door keeps popping through, which obviously is problematic, but not irreplaceable. So I was like, okay, if I'm not going to get the part for who knows with the whole mail delay services, I, I have no idea when I would get another part if I were to order it. So I'm going to make this work and I'm going to put everything back together. And so for the next 20 minutes, I, I jerry-rigged everything. I had a roll of duct tape and I managed to tape everything together enough, enough so that when I put the car panel door back on, mm -hmm. it looks, it looks operable. It's not fully operable. If you pull the handle, it's gonna still give you some problems. But if you just hold, but the good news is, people that are outside of your car driving around, they're not gonna know. So it's just you sitting next to the door on the inside. And if you're okay with it, then it looks fine. And I have to say, I give my, I, I have a lot of pride in the ability for me to make stuff work that I don't fully understand. And it, it worked. It worked. I got everything back in place. I got all the springs aligned. I duct taped the little cracks in the plastic that were causing the issue. And for the time being, I'm going to order a new door handle because that'll be so much easier than having to deal with this shit. But it worked. And that was something that I was kind of oh, just pat myself on the back a little bit. Happy about that. It feels good when you try and figure something out on your own. And even if you don't resolve the issue 100 percent. it's like uh i tried and i kind of put some things back together and it kind of worked out and kind of proud of myself you understand the the issue a little bit better too when you're in there and you're like oh i didn't know this existed or that existed i mean all those wires under the the door panel had no idea that there were so many different wires going all over the place. It's like, whoa, this is a new experience. And Bessie is, I mean, is totally operable and does not look, you know, you can tell she looks like she's been around. She's been around, man. There are so many cars that just look like absolute crap. Oh, yeah. And Bessie does not look like that. It but I've just seen so many vehicles that I just, again, I ask myself, how? How did this happen? How did this happen? And some sometimes you see them in people's houses where, so I've been, deliver, I've been delivering like, by, like usually East LA or Southeast LA. Dude, that's a totally different world than it is out here in Hollywood. But there's a lot of cars that are in the parking or then the driveway that you can tell have just sat there for probably the last 20 years mm -hmm. because there's shit piled up inside of it on top of it it's rusted glasses like some of them it's like this is not even a car anymore this is in the shape <laughs> this is this is just a, a chunk of metal that is in the shape of a car yeah. there's tires missing there's no steering column or all of the panels on the outside are and it's just like how does this happen it just blows my mind but again, speaking of cars real quick, my brother, his uh, – I don't know if he still – no, he doesn't have it anymore. His old Volvo that he used to have, he has a friend that was in school to learn how to be a mechanic. And, dude, they spent one day like I think two days, the entire day, probably 10 hours each day trying to fix his car. And the thing that they had to do took – you know, I think alone took like six or eight hours to remove things just to get to the portion of what they needed to get to. And 
it was tempor after all of that work, it was temporarily fixed. And then shortly thereafter, it was like having an issue again. And it wasn't – the car could run. I can't remember exactly what it was. But it, it didn't affect the – I don't think it affected like the actual operation of the car as far as safely driving from point A to point B. It was like something else, I believe. But that car that he's had has always just had one thing after another. One thing after another. And at some point, it's like – at what point do you continue to try and fix a vehicle or just give up and, you know, drop money on a new car? Whether it's brand new or it's a new car, meaning it's used but has been inspected or what? Yeah, and that's Dude. kind of where I find myself to where uh, I have enough money saved up to get a new used car or something like that. And, man... I so I got the car from my sister for five hundred dollars. This you know prior to prior to its you know uh, kind of downfall. And I think to myself, man, you've gotten your money's worth and then some. And then some. And the the tough part is, and this is where the tough part comes in, is that when I take it into a place, there are so many things that are. Not major problems, but problems that are going to become major over time that are going to cost thousands of dollars to repair. And at that point, you have to ask yourself, how much is this car, you know, going to survive even after those repairs? You never know. It's it's a pretty old car with a lot of miles on it. But at the same time, it's reliable. I've never had an issue when it comes Just to... Just keep using it. Keep using it. With the understanding that you will have to buy a new car and just when that moment comes where it's like this is this repair is going to be $2,000, then just I would – I mean you have to it, – it's different for every car, every situation, you know, but right. that's $2,000 you can use on a down payment but on a much better vehicle. When you get to the end of the life of any given car where you don't know what day it's going to just decide to give up the ghost, that – I have not done a good enough job having a backup plan as to where I'm going to go immediately afterwards. That's probably something on my next. Bro, to do let me list. tell you where to go. Go to CarMax. CarMax. Show me the CarMax. All right. I'm not kidding. I got my car at CarMax ten years ago. The only thing that has cost me a lot of money to repair was the transmission. I had to buy a new transmission and I think I had no, I'm sorry. I think it was it was a clutch. I had something with the transmission and clutch. And it was like I don't remember $1500 but the car is also I and I did that like maybe 3 or 4 years ago and the car is a 2004 model. Did you? That's the only thing I've had to do. Did you know what to look at when you were getting the car? As to because I, I no, I didn't know shit. Okay, <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. So, so you trusted the word? I know of they the, look the cool, salesperson. and they go fast. Okay, all right. And so I just completely put all my trust in Carmax, and you know what? They delivered. All right. That hey, that's that's a ringing endorsement. I feel like that's yeah, yeah. worth. But yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. I just want to use it until it's totally done. But uh, yeah, I love my car. 
It's a great car. It's slowly starting to show its age. It's got a little bit of rust on the side. How's that? By the wheel well. How, but I'm like, dang. Does it still sound good, though? Does it still sound like it's working yeah, like it should absolutely. be? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the... The only thing, as far as uh, cosmetics go, you know, the uh, there's a little bit of rust on the side. And some of the, I don't know what it is. It's not leather, but the material that's on the steering column on the top half of the steering column because my hands have been on it so much is like worn down oh yeah totally worn down there's this like little uh tray that folds out and that's like broken so it's just constantly open i can't shut it closed shut it closed but that's really about it oh and then there's like a little rubber strip the rubber strips that go along the windows to keep water from getting in there's just maybe about six inches of rubber strip that's missing. When it rains, it's totally fine. Nothing happens when it rains. Okay. But when I go through the car wash, just a little bit of water will come into the car, but not enough to like be any damage. It's just a tiny amount. I think it's funny. You know, props to people who understand cars. I feel as though that is an underrated skill in this day and age, being able to fix your own shit. And, uh, yeah, right? Like, that's – I would love to – I mean, it's just not my thing. Me neither. You totally. know, it's just I I don't understand any of that. Mechanics. It, it's um, a whole different, like, terminology and world of information that if you're not integrated into that, like, even peripherally, that it's going to be nearly impossible to understand exactly what you need to do to make your car, like – sustainable all right so here i found this so it says this fine as fuck 1999 toyota corolla wasn't going to put this on twitter but the guy took it off of craigslist so i felt the need to keep the story alive and so it's the image of this old car that says you want a car that gets the job done you want a car that's hassle-free you want a car that literally no one will ever compliment you on (laughs) well look no further The 1999 Toyota Corolla. Let's talk about features. Bluetooth? Nope. Sunroof? Nope. Fancy wheels? Nope. Let me tell you a story. One, or, uh, rear view camera? Nope. But it's got a transparent rear window and you have a fucking neck that can turn. (laughs) Let me tell you a story. One day my Corolla started making a strange sound. I didn't give a shit and ignored it. It went away. The end. (laughs) You could take the engine... You could take the engine out of this car, drop it off the Golden Gate Bridge, fish it out of the water a thousand years later, put it in the trunk of the car, fill the gas tank up with Nutella, turn the key, and this puppy would fucking start right away. This car will outlive you. It will outlive your children. Uh, Things this car is old enough to do. Vote? Yes. Consent to sex? Yes. Rent a car? It is a car. This car's got history. It's seen some shit. People have done straight things in this car. People have done gay things in this car. It's not going to judge you like a fucking Volkswagen would. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's the truth, bro. Like, that's how my car is. Like, there, there are cars out there that... Just like the um, Nokia brick phone. No matter what it fucking goes through, it will operate at 100%. 
AK-47. Throw that shit in some mud, some sand, some water. No matter what the fuck happens, that thing will not jam. It will still fire. The Nokia phone will still make phone calls. The Toyota, any Toyota or Honda will fucking still run and get you from point A to point B, no matter what has happened to that car. Bro, it feels as though the saying, they don't make it like these these days, rings so true in some of these, yeah technological advances that all the stuff that we've done the whole commercial component of making you have to like buy something new after a period of time like back then i mean even 20 years ago or whatever they made things to last i mean i still have my i still have my iphone like two or three or whatever the the iphone four whatever it was that's still i can plug it in It still works, it still operates functionally, and would probably link up with my my Verizon plan if I were to make that choice. So yeah, it's like, man, gosh, I love I love the durability of like the late nineties, early two thousand two thousands, where just stuff just fucking lasts. I wonder if there's anything I wonder if there's anything right now that's being made that in the future in twenty years will will think would we think in 20 years oh this is a piece of shit or in 20 years we think oh this is really good and now they don't make them like they used to when it's the 2040s dude i wonder about that all the time i'm like all this stuff that we're buying right now heck even like even with um bluetooth headphones and stuff like that it would be wonderful it would be amazing if these things were durable and long lasting and not kind of pre-programmed to fail after a period of time so you have to buy a new one and yeah i feel as though like cars and some older technology hell like fucking old school computers and shit like that all works all works still dude i was watching i remember this is like several years ago maybe five or six years ago i was watching or caught a glimpse of mission impossible from 1996, the first Mission Impossible movie. Such a great movie. And they're on the laptop. Oh. And the dude is, you know, Tom Cruise is emailing Job or whatever, you know, the secret guy or gal. And, dude, this laptop, dude, it it's so freaking thick. It looks like it's got at least two inches of uh, width on it or height, I guess, technically, whatever. It's... Sit like the key. The keys are sitting a good two inches above the surface at which the laptop is resting because it's so chunky and thick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, they don't make them like they, they used to. Make... <laughs> Ain't that the truth? But you know, one thing I love that no one will ever improve them improve upon because it's already perfect as it is. Go on. Pen and paper. There's nothing like pen and paper, dude. I love writing down on pen and paper. Sometimes I have to use my notes on the iPhone. You know. It has its purposes to copy and paste when I have to do certain things. But pen and paper, oh, just old-fashioned pen and paper. Nothing like it. It is It is fascinating. And it's kind of like an OK Boomer moment where it's like, yeah, you know what? I do appreciate the, the reliability of pen and paper. And I feel like reliability is probably the biggest thing, especially now that you're having to pay for like word documents and shit like that, like Microsoft office. Oh, I know. Right. Like that was, 
I'm just gonna get all riled up. <laughs> if you start talking about that. Again. A venting victory. Yeah, so right. I, yeah. I once uh, I so the Microsoft Office that I have on this laptop, I had to buy it for like I don't know, hundred and twenty hundred. That's what bucks. I thought. I yeah, that that cost. sounds about right. Yeah, but be, because. I think we talked about this before. In 2006, when I went to college and I had my MacBook Pro, I went to uh, this place at Purdue called The Union, which had just couches and restaurants and and random other stuff. So I go there to like this little office place. I buy Microsoft Office for Mac for $13. For $13. And then then later, somehow – I can't remember what happened – but I got a new laptop, and I think – I don't know. I can't remember what happened. But somehow I got a new version of Microsoft Office that I was able to get for free when I was working at the school. Mm-hmm. And then something happened where I wasn't able to access that anymore. So I had to buy a new Microsoft Office. And I was pissed because I was like, I know I have the 12-digit key somewhere. I just can't remember where I put it. And then the other day – I found it. I found the whatever it is, 12, 15, 25 digit code. And I was like, oh, I'll remember where this is. I'll use this code maybe on my HP laptop. And now I don't know where the code is. And now it's like the, the, I have the, win, the PC. I'm like, wait. So nowadays on a PC, it's not even standard to have Microsoft Office on a PC. What is happening? And now – I don't know if you can even just outright buy Microsoft Office. I think your only option is to subscribe. So this is – Pay this a monthly is, or annual fee, right? Yeah, well, okay. So I believe that's the case. I My my mom, though, is, is certain that you can just purchase the Office and a one-time payment or whatever. I don't – I have not found that yet, and I'm still very skeptical about her belief, but – so I've told you before about – and the same thing that you were saying where it's the little office key or whatever with the 16-digit code on the back, the CD that you put in. But computers these days don't have CD-ROM drives. So right. my brother has this, and it is a it is a CD-ROM drive that you can – I mean it's not plugged in or whatever, but it's right. got a USB cord that you can hook up into your computer and make it as a CD-ROM drive. And it works. Oh, that's It's cool. amazing. This is worth an investment. It's called a uh, Ryodas, R-I-O-D-D-A-S, um, external ODD HDD device, whatever that means. But basically it's a, a CD-ROM drive. And something that if you've got a modern-day laptop that can't access uh, uh, CD-ROMs, definitely worth investing in. However, so I plugged it in to my new computer and was like, okay, well, this has worked in previous computers, laptops that I've had, where I can just plug in my CD from college that has the Microsoft Office, Office uh, 2007. And I plugged it in, ran it. And it said, uh, because the office works on Microsoft and uh, PC, like whatever stuff, there there was a message that popped up that says, this is no longer an acceptable program, or this is no longer a compatible program that will work 
with uh, with any laptop these days or something to that extent. And that did some research. It's like, oh, man, that's a bummer because this has been my go to whenever I get a new laptop. I just whip out the CD, put it in, type in the code. All works. But nope. Now they are they are blocking. They are blocking anything like that. And it just it is a very frustrating experience trying to just get a freaking Microsoft Office up and running without having to spend hundreds of dollars to make it work. Wow. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, my I my thing with my computer right now that I my biggest concern is my somehow my I don't know if it's the CD drive or if it's iTunes, but I can't upgrade to the latest iTunes because my computer can't upgrade anymore. And for the last couple of years, I can't make CDs, which I love doing. Love making a mix. Oh CD yeah, that's right. And I can't do that anymore. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I haven't made a. I haven't burned a CD in probably two, maybe three years. Oh man, that's pretty upsetting. That's got to that's got to weigh in your soul a little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, but I've just accepted it. I mean, I can't do anything about it until until this guy. Starts to slowly disintegrate, disintegrate, which it's already Bro, been doing, it has been disintegra- disintegrating for probably about two years now. I feel as though we have had yeah. constant issues. Right now, I can't even see your face. You have been frozen for the past 25 minutes. You know, so I'm literally I didn't just talking. know if it was just my end that was frozen because you didn't say anything. I was I was just I rolling with the punches, man. The notebook and the notebook and pen, and I was like, oh, can you even see this? Can't can't yep. can't see shit right now. It's been frozen for about twenty five minutes. <laughs> well, your your screen has been crystal clear, no lagging. So. It's amazing. That's that's a testament to the the new wonderful Wi Fi that we have that fails every once in a while. But man, yeah, it's your your shit, man. It's it's dying slowly. It's like a rotting fish. Yeah. It just it's gonna get stinkier as time goes on. Gross. Oh come on. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think what else. I don't have anything else. Do you? I, so I, I do have one other thing because I kind of figured that you were going to come in without okay. having any topics to talk about. <laughs> so I, I guide the conversation. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I decided because I, I was talking with the whole Police to Priest podcast thing that trying to make work and all that, getting guests and stuff like that. And so I did my first solo podcast this Sunday. So that just came out probably, I published that probably about two hours ago. And uh, it was weird. I mean, it was, I'm, I am somebody who likes to have engagement when it comes to talking about stuff, especially if it's extemporaneous. And you can have like a back and forth and you can reassess stuff that you said, mm-hmm. try and clarify it. If you're talking to yourself, you have no idea if what you're saying makes sense. That's kind of why it feels like for me, I am so anti-monologue that I can't get feedback from. I cannot get a sense as to if what I'm saying is making sense because my mind works very differently than other people. And I know when you and I talk and when Joe and I have talked on the other podcast or even Sister Nicole, um, it's easier to be like, oh, no, I didn't phrase that the same way. And here I ended up going on my own sort of rogue adventure, hoping that it would be 
understandable in 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 the English language or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was a new experience, but it was something that I don't know. I I don't know what your thoughts are when it comes to being able to convey ideas. How important it would be to have somebody on the opposite side to be able to just like bounce back and forth like a ping pong game or something like that. I can't imagine. So I was listening to a podcast where it's just one person talking. I I could only listen for like five minutes and then I got tired. I have to listen to a dialogue. Uh, isn't that? I have to listen to a conversation. That's kind of how I lean to is that it's all about the back and forth because even if people kind of agree on some level or, or another that you're able to challenge an idea or a statement or something like that and allow the other person to clarify that in whatever way that may take. But here I am. It's so much more lively with a conversation. I just, I can't imagine either listening or just doing, I have nothing. I mean, I like talking, but I have nothing to say to when I'm by myself. How long am I going to talk for? What am I going to talk about? But you should try, um, Maybe try finding a few podcasts where the people, they just, there's no guests. It's just them, just to maybe see how they speak or to see how they do it. Well, yeah, and I agree, and that's something that I have done. Unfortunately, these people are experts in their field. And here, for me, as somebody who was born and raised as a Protestant, to be in a Catholic faith trying to host a podcast called From Police to Priest, I have only been a priest for two years and I have never been in law enforcement. And so here I am trying to just be a backbone of something that's growing and something that's good and something that people are getting something out of, but also realizing my limitations in the fact that I, I don't have those experiences. I don't understand the full complexity of the situation. And so when I talk, it's under the assumption that I'm trying to be as, um, empathetic as possible without having sort of somebody to reorient particular ideas or statements that I say. So yeah, man, it's, it's all about, it's all about the dialogue. I feel as though that's, that's what life is all about too. You know, you can, you can scream to yourself in an empty room all you want, but you're not going to grow unless you actually have that, that conversation with somebody else who has a different perspective than you. It's all about the dialogue. <laughs> it's true because it's just so much more exciting. But I don't know about you. I'm kind of talked out. I... <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. I have some things that I can – I have yeah. some – I well, I had some topics, but we just didn't get to them really. Oh. Oh. We started out yeah, with the okay. car. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. I completely yeah. believe you. And it's getting really warm, and I have to have the air conditioning unit turned off when we're recording. And so I'm just like, right now, I'm just like, all right, let's wrap this up. So I can turn the AC no, back on. wait, hold on. I want to go on a whole nother monologue. I feel like this is going to be another half an hour at least. I can't do it. 